Und willkommen zu einer weiteren, weiteren Ausgabe von Lass mich der etwas sagen, wo ich lochen wollen und mein Mitwit bin. Oh, Simon Cross. Beobachten und bewerten Sie jedes Match, das Dave Meltzer vom Wrestling Beobachter mit fünf oder mehr Sternen bewährt hat. Simon, wo sind wir für diese Episode? <laughs> Funnily enough, considering what happened to your accent there, we are in Wales because that went a bit Welsh. Uh, and we're watching the Austrian, uh, who was a German speaker, obviously, Volta, he hence the German, uh, defend his United Kingdom championship against Tyler Bates, who isn't himself defending the essence of British strong style and the identity of NXT UK. So this is the second five star. Well, actually, it was five and a quarter stars. This match got whatever the fuck an extra quarter star is in German. <laughs> no, when you're beaten, Lorcan. No, when you're beaten. Uh, yeah, maybe that was it. Though. Maybe it was the exchange rates. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta love a bit of an exchange rate joke. You're actually looking for quarter, aren't you? No, no. Hmm. But yes, their second uh, time Tyler's on the list. Although the third time we're covering the match, given that we did also give the uh, NXT Chicago match with uh, Pete Dunworthy lost his United Kingdom Championship, uh, an alternative five-star review. We did, we did. Um, and is it Walters? First. Second, second, second sorry. Second. Yes. Uh, he had the PWG with Zach Sabre Jr. Yes. So both of Walter's uh, five-star matches against British opponents. Well, Opt yeah. to Simon. He is a, he's an honorary Brit as far as British wrestling fans are concerned. Um, and he has been the... He was he's the biggest signing WWE's made on the European UK market. Someone that <laughs> I was not convinced they'd ever get. And he apparently still refuses to move to America. Yes, uh, which a lot of people think is the main reason that he was the first person eliminated in the Survivor Series uh, men's five on five on five match. I doubt he gives two much shits. Much to the annoyance of everyone in yeah. the crowd. It's a shame because there are a lot of American-based uh, wrestlers. I'd love to see him have dream matches with within the WWE, he and can it still does have them. He still have them, but the scope is far more limited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if he's not going to come full time, then it will just be a few NXT takeover shows, really, that he'll be allowed yeah. to. Yeah, we ain't getting that Lesnar match. No, probably not. You never know. You never know. He could be convinced for like a couple of years. You know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, Although, they've, got him, they've, got, they've got him in the first place, which I wasn't sure they'd ever do. So they're obviously able to throw something at him that got him yeah. to change his mind. Although, of course, recent news events can't have helped convincing him. Yeah. Um. So. This is a, a classic David versus Goliath match all the way through. Um, they both play the roles perfectly. Uh, the big strong boy is allowed to show his strength, but he... Big strong boy! Big strong boy! But Volta is the perfect... I mean, 
they do it right from the start. The fantastic nose to nose stare down. Yeah. Where Volta is just so towering over Tyler Bates. And it does also again show you how small Tyler Bates is because Volta doesn't really stand out as a monster when you put him on Raw or SmackDown, you know? Yeah. Where the average heights. Well, yeah, you had Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman in the same ring at Survivor I mean, Series we, as well. So. We were very lucky recently to witness uh, Dering Generals. I just love saying that. That's my favourite nickname in wrestling, I think. He's got my two favourite nicknames in wrestling right now, I think, which is Dering General and The Final Boss. The Final Boss. Uh, yeah, we, know, we were lucky enough. We um, saw his SmackDown and his Raw debut. Yes. We saw a, a brief snippet of a classic match that could have been with Seth Rollins on Raw. Before, that, was probably, uh, that was probably my highlight of the night, really, seeing Volta and the rest of Imperium out there. It was quite a... Uh, that whole NXT invasion angle was so much fun. And it was the... You're right, it was the best part of the night. There was so much of the night. Um, Too much oh. of the night. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, and that's from a man who's been to a mania and has had even more to deal with. <laughs> but, yeah, but you didn't have to be around 13,000 Mancunians when you were doing that. <laughs> I'd rather have been at some point. Yeah, it might have felt like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, But yeah, right now, David, the whole David vs. Goliath vibe is there, big style. It's... When I watched it, it had parallels to the um, Kong Toyota matches. Mm. Were you getting that vibe? Yeah, that yeah, definitely. Deja definitely. Vu. Although with Toyota, it was always about her agility and her speed more than anything. Whereas this, it was a fusing of that, but also his incredible strength. He is a big, strong boy. He's probably got maybe one of the most impressive physiques, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was an entirely natural physique. Yeah, well, I think it's, he's perfectly proportioned. I wouldn't be surprised if he could like enter bodybuilding competitions yeah. and get really high rated in whatever category his physique type would go into. Because I'm fairly it's sure the tattoo on his arm reads vegan mm-hmm. as well, and I know Pete is. Yeah, um, it's a sculpted physique. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if Pete did one of them convince the other that it was the right way to go when they looked at the results that yeah. person was getting. But early on, they play up. It's it, it almost weirdly it reminds me a bit of the Hulk Hogan earthquake matches where so much of it's built around the body slams and the power moves because Bait does hit a body slam very early on a really long delayed that sense of his working against the dead weight and trying to get him into yeah. the right position to do a full body slam and then later on when he goes for a fireman's carry it's too much for him and Volta lands on top and then immediately starts barraging him with elbows and Volta really does dominate like again we were saying about how the Ibushi uh Jay White match was a bit of a throwback this one is that as well in that there are long stretched portion it's not back and forth back and forth back and forth like Volta dominates Tyler Bate for about 20 minutes Tyler barely gets anything in Including, obviously, uh, repeating the feat that got Tyler injured, storyline-wise, in the first place by powerbombing him into the apron and the ring post and taking away Tyler's phenomenal feat that we saw early doors with the body slam. He can't do that now because of the damage he sustained. He had been sticking and moving and trying to keep away from Walter, uh, and Walter's trying to smother him and control him at one point when he gets him in a headlock, and Nigel McGuinness doing great commentary pointing out how Tyler's able to prevent him putting his full weight on him by moving his chest to his, you know... So that's where, uh, on the yeah, mat. 
he lies on his st- um, stomach to make sure he can still breathe yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So it is like classic the rockers against the powers of pain sort of thing where the smaller guys are just too quick. They keep evading him when they're trying to be, you know, he's trying to surround him in the corner and will hit him with a distance kick or like and when Tyler hits a pair of drop kicks but Volta's able to swat him away for the third mm. one. Uh, and he goes for a Tyler driver 97 and Volta's not having any of that. Um, but also, like, even, again, as another example of uh, Tyler's strength in the early doors is when he goes for a, um, he's in he's in the knuckle lock and Volta's on top of him and he does the, he, he's able to bridge up with him on the Oh, line. such a nice visual. Like, it, pound for pound strength, mm. Tyler Bates got to be right up there. way up there. Well, he is a power lifter, I believe. I believe his dad's a power lifter as well. I think he's like a... A family trait or something like that. I Got know that big strong boy thing. genetics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Tyler does everything so well. I mean, it is freaky how he's what twenty two now, twenty one. Yeah, he's twenty two now because the Tyler Driver ninety seven is named after his yeah, year of yeah, birth. Yeah. And I think it must be quite early, but not quite early enough in because he was nineteen when he won the UK title. But I think he yeah. turned twenty pretty soon after that. Scary. We could get another two decades of him. Like, yeah, I mean, touch wood. The question obviously. is, where does he go? You know, does he? Does he? You know, it, like Vince has always wanted. I think we said this before. Vince has always wanted to do the Mighty Mouse gimmick. Yes. And if you're gonna do it with anyone, you do it with Tyler Bates. Yeah. It is just the question of he is noticeably small, even for smaller wrestlers. Yeah. Like he's somewhere between Rockstar Spud and Daniel Bryan. You know. That's the only issue he's got going against mm. him, but maybe they can make an attribute out of it like they do in this match. Well, because like, like they the do end, with Spud and Brian as well. Yeah. So like, there's precedent for and smaller wrestlers already. It's clear that so much of his look and his cockiness and his behaviour is inspired by Conor McGregor as well. Yeah. So if they oh, can, the way if they shirts, can, you mean, yes. Yeah, if they can sell him as a Conor McGregor-like figure that can just beat people pound for pound at their own game, you know... There's something in there. I I would not put it past him being a future world or universal champion, but I think he'll have to jump a lot of hurdles along the way. And given his height, hurdle jumping's a little bit harder than it is for other people. Hey, um, yeah, the potential is there. The tools are there. It's the problem is we know the difficulties going to have in applying them, and that's what guards our optimism. Or what, what's the word? Tapers our optimism. That's a better phrase. In, in relation to it, uh, it's it's what a shame. Do you think... oh, sorry, go on. It's a shame because obviously we talk about Walter's reluctance to move to Europe and yeah. uh, Bates obstacles, but we're seeing phenomenal wrestling. Yeah, and it's like if you well, just so, yeah. it's like remove those first... obstacles, what much, how much more could we get it's out crazy. of these two dudes? It's crazy that this match is happening under a WWE banner. You know, yeah. they'd had the same match, well, not the exact same match, but the, first... the match itself had headlined Progress's Wembley Arena show. Yeah, we haven't pointed out yet. First five-star match, according to Dave, on UK soil. Not the first one we've covered, because uh, we did do the bulldog Bret Hart alternate. My, my favourite match of all time. There we go. Um. So, yeah. Uh, so, the, I mean, it's not like it's all Volta all the way for the next 20 minutes, but, like, when Tyler has those sparks of moments, like that great moment where he punches him from behind, which oh. is again a callback to when Tyler was able to surprise him 
yeah. with, with, with a, a retribution sneak attack after they laid out himself and um that is incredible especially because he keeps his flip-flops on the entire time whilst throwing <laughs> into curries and stuff like that he has got that big dick energy in that moment uh yeah um, but did you notice volta doing great heel work taking a page out of the shithouse himself masanobu fushi when he lays him out on the top turnbuckle yeah, and he's sort of pushing his whole weight on top of him and posing in front of the crowd. Because Walter's whole like thing in this match is like I've I've beaten everything your your division has. Yeah, um, it is and... like Walter against U- the UK essentially. Yeah, on the but crowd play into... too much of the jingoism of it. Although they do have a Walter is a wanker. Chat. Yeah, again, the fans. Sometimes it feels like they're more interested in themselves than the match because I think it's fine in this match. The playing up for laughs when they're trying to go super serious in the ring, you know, it's a problem. But that's British crowds. That's yeah, that is that's, British crowds. It's not always been British crowds. That's not what the British crowd was like during Bret Hart versus the Bulldog. No, 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 no. There's no, a smart. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I didn't. Crowds. I didn't clarify. Yeah. Not British wrestling crowds, British crowds. It's very much like darts. I know we've already said yeah. that. But, so, but even then, having... when it's when it's the fucking when it's uh, Phil Taylor or Raymond Van whatever his name is, the bald bloke who does a weird thing with his mouth whenever he throws them. Michael Van Gerwen. Michael Van Gerwen. Um, when they're about to throw the final darts, the crowd aren't singing a random song. Not that you can hear on telly, but they are doing it. <laughs> Having been to live darts events, that's still happening. All right, well, that's still obnoxious then. I would say that's a, it's an obnoxious behaviour. Mm, but it's not a rest. It's I just not don't a think, rest. There's the times where I don't think that they're, what they're doing is indicative of them being fully invested in the match. They're invested mm. in themselves. Maybe I'm coming from the uh, point of view of having been in darts crowds and been... No, but I'm not talking about darts crowds. I'm talking about no, this no. crowd. Yeah, but this crowd is indicative of a darts crowd. Yeah, but this my, crowd is my, not like the Venn diagram is still there's a, there's a huge gap in between. Yeah, it's not like the and that's my day point. They're going that's, to, that's exactly know. my point. It's a British thing. It is not a wrestling thing. Yeah, this but is that doesn't British mean it's, people well, are like at these sorts of events. Well, I'm just finding a different way to be annoyed at a different group of fans. Like with the NXT, the the, the Tyler Bate match in NXT, I was getting annoyed at them for just chanting relentlessly. Yeah, and look, don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm for the moments when they're shocked when Tyler Bate bridges up out of something, or when yeah. when Tyler Bate turns a powerbomb into a code red sunset flip out of nowhere, because that's suddenly they're, they're snapped out of their own self uh, importance, their own their own little personal bubble of what am I going to chant next? What are we going to sing next? What little dance move are we going to do with our arms next? <laughs> you know? Yeah, but. That's, a tribute I, I, to what they do, but they at times they struggle with it. There's moments where it's just really quiet, and I don't think the crowd's like drawn into it. I think the crowd's thinking, "All right, well we've sung that, we've chanted that, we've done that. What can we chant next?" You know, there are. People, I don't like wrestling fans. But I, don't, I don't think the crowd at large are doing that. I think there are individuals who lead chants who are doing that in the match. I, I will grant you. Um. I know, and I know you don't like wrestling fans. Uh, when, when we when we went to watch the the TV tapings live recently, uh, but a, a lot of wrestling fans don't like wrestling fans. It's weird. It's a whole thing. 
I am just coming from the viewpoint of they're there to enjoy themselves, which they do. They do get encapsulated with the match, and that is a credit to the workers uh, within it. And it's uh, just that, that, it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's just. It's just the British style, I think. That's just how British people show their appreciation. It's very football chanty, and there's nothing wrong with that because football chants are like a yeah. cornerstone of British culture in, in like in, in sporting terms. But when okay, put it this way though: when your team or the opposing team is to running towards the is in the penalty area <laughs> and about to shoot, there's no singing and chanting going on there because everyone's full fixed attention is on what's happening. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that is and then happened. they sing when it's the aftermath of it or when there's nothing going on in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. But in this, they're singing when vitally important... Mo- when Tyler's making his big comeback, they're not... You know. I think they do that to spur him on. It's sort of like no, when your not. team's 1-0 down uh, at the 80-minute mark and then your, the crowd starts singing. That's just... That's, that happens. Okay, I get that, well. but I don't think what rallies someone is seeing people going, Tyler, Tyler, bait, Tyler, bait, Tyler, Tyler, bait. No, 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 We're not with that level of energy, no. That's what you do at the start of the match. It's not what you do when he's fucking making his comeback. Because it's 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 an, it's an irreverence. In a, like, again, look, this is me being incredibly fastidious, but I'm just saying I don't like the fans. <laughs> I know. This match is too good for these fans. And I'm 90% being sincere in my defence, but there is 10% devil's advocacy. Because I do, that you do raise valid points in what you're saying. It's just, I guess I view it in a different light to you. So, there's there's big moves that, like, turn the tide. So, like I say, it's when Tyler hits... uh, Also, I like is how Volta really paces out his chops... It's kind of like how Kenny Omega waited for the right time to do a V-trigger or Okada waits for the right time to do a drop kick. It's not until he catches Vo- uh, Tyler coming out, coming in, uh, diving to the outside that he then just gives him the chop of a lifetime. Mm. The one-off uh, when Tyler comes off the top rope and he chops him out of midair is my yeah, favourite yeah. one in terms um, of that. But yeah, so Tyler, uh, so that's what really turns it in Volta's control then for like the next 20 minutes when he does the powerbomb on the apron. And similarly, it's an apron spot that finally gives Tyler an opening when he does uh, essentially a fallaway slam to the outside. Yeah, I haven't written down as a fallaway slam. Vic calls it an exploder. Um, no, because he's got him up like body slam position. Yeah. He does do an exploder inside the ring, which is like half uranagi, half body slam essentially. Yeah. Um, the commentary team as well like um, Vic Joseph on Raw at the moment is being produced obviously to the level that Raw commentators are but hearing Vic because I hadn't watched this before which is a bit of a crying shame and I've had people go why haven't you watched this before when I've uh, I've told them such Um, Vic and Nigel are really bloody good yeah Nigel's really intelligent Nigel's a very smart guy very articulate Nigel is a great foil for Mulro uh, Mauro, Mauro, Mauro. If Mauro yeah. gives him a chance to talk, of course. We're not going down that whole Corey Graves. Corey Graves. But there is some. <laughs> there is. There was a modicum of truth in there. It was just said in the most arseholy way possible. Yeah, like you can give <laughs> constructive feedback, but there's yeah. ways of doing it. But like I said, when Tyler gets back into it, it's not that he's fully dominating Volta until kind of towards the end of the match, actually. Yeah. Like, very soon after that, Volta's got him in a Boston Crab, and then he wrenches it up into a lion tamer. 
and then he like transitions to the cross face well, to I keep the pressure off the back. A, I looked at that more of a bully choke that in that moment. Uh, I, then he hits yeah. him with elbows and then turns it into a three quarter Nelson cross face. Yeah. Um, but then when Tyler Bates manages to hit his own vertical suplex, that was another big point. And uh, he wobbles Volta with forearms and clotheslines. Yeah. Just Nigel going, what are you doing? Don't do it, Tyler. Why are you doing this? And then when he does it, like, oh, my God. He did it. Uh, then he does a ger- tries a German suplex, which he turns into an exploder suplex, and then does a nip-up. Bit of classic Shawn Michaels. God, he's good. He is he is a mate. Like, he's he's great at the facial expressions. Like, there's a moment towards the end where he's like, right, let's just fight. And whilst with Pete Dunne, it led to them, like, engaging with fists in the middle of the ring... Volta covers up and he sends him into the corner. That's a great, like, little bit of coward, like, Volta not being all... You know, there's a bit too much big boy, you know, uh-uh, I had Ali Bali, uh-uh, you can't shoot me, I have force field protection. You know, that because that, sometimes wrestling can be like that. Yeah. Uh-uh, I'm not going to sell that reverse Rana. Um, <laughs> but uh, Volta's not like that. Volta will cower he'll cover up like the whole storyline he has with jordan devlin in ott it's a moment when he's actually literally begging for mercy you know and that's what so one like so he plays him as the big bully that can dish it out but can't take necessarily it. take it as much bit soft but you know when he goes baby face that core will go away and he will just be a man who murks people <laughs> But uh, it's a great way of like showing vulnerability, though. Like Brock does it for the right yeah. people in the yeah, right yeah, circumstances. Yeah. Well, like you say, a Volta Brock match could be all kinds of amazing. Yeah, <sighs> a Brock Bait match because Brock be with smaller thing, men yeah. seems to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyler Bate would get a great match out of Brock Lesnar as well. Yeah, uh, like him deadlifting Brock and Brock's look of just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Paul's facial expression will be on point then. You talk uh, about a man who can sell a story of his face. Paul Heyman is one of the best in the world. But yeah, like like I say, Tyler Bates sort of getting the crowd involved, and, and like I said, like the little look he gives, and he just starts flexing and loosening up, and he's like, "Yeah, we're going to punch each other now." <laughs> <laughs> but also when they're fighting in the corner, uh, after again, Volta, like I said, like sort of cowardly rolling away at various points when it's like not to his advantage. He's yeah, trying to get away, like. It's the opposite of the start of the match, where it's Tyler trying to evade Volta. It becomes Volta trying to evade Tyler. But there's intelligence to that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's not just like he's taking like a powder and like just in fear. There's there's brains behind it. Yeah, he's thinking behind it. He's not, yeah. This is like how Conor McGregor will run away from Nate Diaz when it's not the right situation for (laughs) him to engage, you know? Well, most people on Earth should do that when yeah. it's Nate Diaz. If Nate Diaz sees himself in the mirror, he should run away from Nate Diaz. He wouldn't. <laughs> he punched that mirror until it was broken into shards. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Tyler thinks... Of, like, there's a moment where they're fighting on the corner and Tyler just gives a look, suggesting he's thinking of superplexing him all the way to the outside, you know? And just little things like that. He doesn't do it. That little... Just a little thing. And the crowd reacts to that reaction at last because they pay attention. <laughs> And such a great like little moment after that because Walter just swats him to the ground. But then Volt, but then when uh, Volta tries to hit him with something, Tyler Bate does a <laughs> Pete Dunn tribute, catches the fingers and does the finger break. Ah, uh, uh, you, 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 you're hits. missing his little springy headbutt first. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is one of my favourite little moments. I've just, I'm going to get you right under the jaw. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, 
Yeah, Tyler, Tyler yeah, Volta, and also like um, Volta starts chopping at him, and Vol- and actually it's Tyler Bate that's like the unstoppable monster in that he doesn't hit the mat. He stays up even though he's being hit with all these chops and tries to hit Vol- tries to surprise Volta with the big with the bop. He puts the hand up, and but Volta doesn't fall for it. But then he still finds the opening to hit the punch afterwards, you know. And then Walter collapses on top of him. But thankfully, yeah, Tyler's brilliant. got his like stomach to the mat. Um, tries to bounce off the ropes, lariat, but uh, Walter catches that and turns it into a uranagi. Then Tyler Black is able to block a power bomb and get him up for the airplane spin. Unfortunately, I, I guess it tells the story of the match of the exhaustion. But part of me does wish he'd have just done the, like the ultimate. Hulk up moment and he's there just spinning at top speed in the middle of the ring but it only lasts for maybe eight rotations and they're in yeah, the but... and then that big kick to Walter's leg to try yeah, and, like... and then he starts going after the leg later on because his back's in tr- like troubling him like when he does a tope during the whole run he's got his hand on his back he's like really yeah. selling how much well he's there. already started the leg work but by the time yeah. he does the big leg kick he's obviously done that little um, Pete Dunn tribute with the ankle snapper yeah, they yeah. call it a twister, but it's yeah, got like a very key, snap yeah. motion. He found a little moment, yeah, um, and he like said little tributes to his British strong style partners, like he does the Birmingham, the from the Wolverhampton born. Uh, <laughs> but you know, people from Wolverhampton they want to try and get some credit, some coolness, cachet. Maybe yeah. they'll occasionally say, you know, Birmingham. B- Birmingham. Ah, oh, I've just got that. <laughs> Really? Not... You just got that? I can yeah. you just got that the last time we said it. No. No, no, no. Genuinely, that's just only connected. Mm. Um, oh. Dead... oh, he does the deadlift delayed German suplex, which I wonder if that's the... Because I know that, that like Kento Miyahara's finisher in All Japan's like a delayed German suplex. I wonder if that was his little tribute to Miyahara there. I'll be curious to find out when we finally get to watch one of those matches that Dave keeps giving four, four and a half or four and three quarters to. Little tease. Um, Volta powers out of a Tyler Driver 97 and just lands on him, and then Tyler Bate does a bridge, which is like the most basic part of wrestling. You know, I remember that that was the big thing, like like a total story within itself, that when Ric Flair couldn't do that during the WrestleMania 24 match, where he's supposed to just bridge up from the ground. Yeah. But... Like I said, that's like fundamentals. That's like one first minute of mat wrestling. But Tyler doing it in that later stage against that guy who's that size gets the crowd going crazy, you know? It's amazing you can make the fundamental things people go apeshit for. You don't less is to. more. Less Not is necessarily, more. but, you know, because this definitely isn't less, this whole match. Not in length, no, but... <laughs> No one's doing like well. They are. There is some crazy stuff, but not a lot of crazy. There are stuff. a lot of kickouts towards the end, though. Yeah. Like Tyler but... does hit the Tyler does turn that into the Tyler Driver ninety seven and and Volta kicks out, and then he follows up with a corkscrew moonsault and Volta kicks out of that. And much like the uh, Shingo Takagi match earlier, he's hit him with everything, but the match does go on for quite a while after that. Mm. And that's where that's where that's where Bait calls for the punt the, the strike off. Oh, he takes off the the wrist tape. It's such a badass moment. And it's such a perfect moment as well of, like, how Volta finds that opening after he's covered up and cowered and, like, he has to find that spot. And that's when the ref's pulling Tyler out the corner. And Volta immediately slaps, like, lands chops on him. He smells blood in the water. And he's, like, wrenching on with the body scissors. 
Um, Tyler Bates again deadlifts out of it, but Volta reapplies it. Tyler climbs up the ropes. Um, Volta pushes him over the top rope, and so now they're fighting on the apron again. Twice Volta does the Sheamus uh, clubbing forearms. I wonder if Sheamus like is annoyed at him doing his spot. I don't know. Um, more often than not, I think it's tradition that you call the guy up and ask first, and the, the, if the guy says yeah, it's fine. But yeah, this is the point where it seems like like the last of energy of, of Bates energy is kind of going out, and Volta is just trying to finish off. It's kind of all Japan esque in a way. That that he no longer Vol- Tyler Bates doesn't necessarily have anything left to hit Volta with, but Volta's yeah. gonna have to hit him with more to keep him down. You know? Yeah. Because when they fight on the corner, he hits him with a seep- with a sleeper suplex on the apron, Oof. throws him in the ring, top rope splash. What he did to beat Pete Dunne. Count to kicks out at the last second. Crowd Great reaction. crowd reaction. Sleeper suplex that gets a really long two count. Then he started to hit him with slaps. Power bombs him. Tyler kicks out at one. But it's to be honest, when they kick out of the one, that's sort of the sign of this is we're, we're at the finish now. Yeah, it's like you feel like after that one, it's almost is like a sign that the next pin will be the three because that was like the last burst of energy that he had, and he is yeah. Like, He's met with a chop and just a big-ass lariat and that finish. So, like I said, very all Japan-esque, this finish. Kind of reminiscent of Joe Kabashi as well. Oh, definitely. And and Volta gets the three count at the 42 minutes and 12 seconds mark. And if I have any criticism of this match, it's that. I don't know that it needs to be 42 minutes. I mean, it didn't feel like 42 minutes, but... I know what you mean. You could have took stuff out of it and it would have been just as good. Does it get five stars from you, Simon? It's again another sign of like Triple H loves his long main events and it really pushes it. It does. Uh, I think it's a really, I think it's one of the best David Goliath stories I've seen. Possible exception, because there is a bit of recency bias to what I'm saying, being the Kong Toyota match I gave five stars to. Uh, Maybe Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series and AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. Yeah, the Brian one especially. Um, that's really even that's... the first John Cena Brock Lesnar Extreme Rules match. I know no David looks like John Cena, but you know the way they told that story. Yeah, it's yeah no, it's just a real. I think it's just a really good way of like presenting. And even though you, Tyler's Walter sort of survived Tyler. He's not beaten, beaten Tyler. Even though he's beaten him down throughout the whole match, it it keeps Tyler over but it also keeps the story going and it's hard to do that sometimes but they really like get that nuance down i think yeah uh so are you giving it five stars i am indeed Um, now where are we here i almost don't want to endorse the crowd to say that crowd deserved a five-star match (sighs) but if you're just doing I don't, that. I don't know one way or the other. It's either a very, very high four, as high as a four gets, or it's a five. I, should, I, I don't think you should let the crowd influence your decision. Well, no, the crowd's a part of the match as much as anything. But yes. What crowd contributes to something getting five stars or not? True, but it's not the only factor. Because obviously I had to overcome obviously the quietness of some new Japan crowd, uh, some Jap- Japanese crowds. Because uh, that jarred me. That quiet. Think... That's always an exaggeration. That's always been an exaggeration. Mm. I'd like you to name outside of the shoot style match, 
the and the Jushin Liger L. I, I don't like. I don't like think about that shit style match. Outside of those two matches, I would like you to name me a Japanese match that had a quiet crowd. <laughs> While Simon thinks about those things, I'm gonna be kind. I'll give this five stars. Mm. I think the six-man yeah, so match. Thankful. Fucking hell. <laughs> the six-man match where it was the newcomers, where it had Ogawa and people in that—that that wasn't. I can't remember that. Well, that wasn't too. a match that deserved to be five stars anyway. I think. Um, well, it was there. Yeah. And I watched it. Um, and you asked. So yeah, that's it for me. Really, I don't have much more to say at this point. Uh, I think we're going to see more from both these guys. I hope this isn't the only time they fight for the UK title. I, yeah. I hope it's maybe the sh- longest match they have for the UK title. Unless they... Well, they could go Iron Man, but I wouldn't want them to. I don't really like the Iron Man gimmick. But anyway, Simon, if people want to get in touch with you about what they thought was five stars or not, what can they do? They can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Uh, free for the number of times I tried to think what the body fat percentage of Tyler Bate was. And I always landed on zero. My name is Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Austria. N for the N at the end of Tipton. That's my trip. That's my uh, Instagram account, Facebook, Let's Boxed, um, Twitter. Uh, yeah, those things. If you put an at gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. Get in touch with the show at lmtyspod at gmail.com. Lmtyspod is also our Twitter handle. Simon. What is our next match that's happening on the very same date that this one did, but a few hours later due to the time difference and in an entirely different continent? Uh, Now it is the Young Bucks making their return to the list, taking on two newcomers as a team to the list. I think Fenix may have been in one of the matches we've seen, possibly. Uh, But it is... Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. And it's a ladder match for the Triple A well, tag the, team titles. What is it? The Escala de la Muertes. Escala de la Muertes. Yes. Triple A tag team championships. But there's nothing left to say at this point except that Ikaiza Lorcan Mullen. And my name is Simon Cross. Danke, dass wir ehen etwas sagen durften. Habe eine Fünf-Sterne und ein Werbetel-Sterne seit diesem nachsten Mal. Oh, ein Zigarrenspiel für uns allein. Die Melodie brauch ich zum Glücklichsein. Ich seh den Schild.